Hey guys, welcome to this brand new episode of Astrophysicals Podcast. Myself, Aman Mohan and with me is Shweta. Hey Shweta. Hi Aman, hi guys. So today we are going to talk about cosmic microwave background, right? So as you know, for thousands of years, humans have been trying to figure out the universe and determine its true extent. And as you know, there have been a lot of assumptions and theories, but it's by the 20th century that scientists began to understand just how vast the universe actually is. Yes, and in the course of looking farther out into space and deeper back in time, cosmologists have discovered some truly amazing things. For example, same, during the 1960s, astronomers became aware of what is known as the microwave background radiation that was detectable in all directions. And this is known as the cosmic microwave background, also in short as CMB. And the existence of this radiation has helped hone our understanding of how the universe began. Yeah. So what is this cosmic microwave background, right? Or the CMBR? So it's actually a faint electromagnetic radiation that is a remnant from an early stage of the universe, filling all space. It represents the heat left over from the Big Bang, and the radiation is mostly visible in the microwave part of the electromagnetic spectrum, hence the name CMB. Oh yes, that's right. And as the universe continued to expand, it cooled to the point where electrons were able to combine with protons in order to form hydrogen atoms, which is also known as the recombination period. In the absence of free electrons, uh, the photons were able to move unhindered without disturbance through the universe and it began to appear as it does today, that is transparent and permeated by light. But over the intervening billions of years, the universe continued to expand and also cool greatly. Yeah, and it is due to the expansion of space, the wavelengths of the photons grew, okay, or we can say it became redshifted to roughly one millimeter and their effective temperature decreased to just above absolute zero, which is minus 2.7 Kelvin. And these photons fill the universe today and appear as a background glow that can be detected in the far infrared and radio wavelengths. Oh, that's amazing. But you might be wondering, I mean, how did all of this start, right? What is its origin and how was the CMB discovered? Well, about uh, 380,000 years after the Big Bang, which is a huge period, the universe was cool enough that hydrogen could form. So when we map the CMB, what we're doing is we're basically looking back in time to 380,000 years after the Big Bang. That is just after the universe was opaque to radiation. Just let it sink for a moment on how amazing this is. The CMB was first found by accident in 1965 by American radio astronomers called Arnold Penzias and Robert Wilson. Wow. And the CMB is now useful to scientists because it helps us learn how the early universe was formed and cosmologists can learn about the origin of galaxies and large-scale structures of galaxies and they can measure the basic parameters of the Big Bang Theory. Oh yes, and the first space mission specifically designed to study the CMB was the Cosmic Background Explorer, also known as COBE, launched by NASA in 1989. Among its key discoveries were that it averaged across the entire sky. The CMB shows a spectrum that confirms extremely precise a black body at a temperature of about 2.73 Kelvin. But it not only does that, but it also shows very small, tiny temperature fluctuations on the order of, say, one part in 100,000 across the sky. So these findings were rewarded with the award of the 2006 Nobel Prize in Physics to John Macker and George Swift. Yeah, 
there were a lot of missions launched to study the CMBs. And NASA's second generation space mission, the Wilkinson Microwave Anisotropy Probe, or the WMAP, was launched in 2001 to study these very small fluctuations in much more detail. And the results obtained from the WMAP have helped determine the proportions of the fundamental constituents of the universe. And, you know, to establish the standard model of cosmology. Yes, and a more detailed map came in 2003, thanks to Wilkinson Microwave Anistropy Probe, that is WMAP, which launched in June 2001, and but unfortunately, it stopped collecting science data in 2010. Yeah, and you know, the first picture pegged the universe aged at 13.7 billion years, which was later refined to 13.8 billion years, and also revealed a surprise that the, the oldest stars started shining about 200 million years after the Big Bang, far earlier than predicted. <laughs> that is cool. And also we have the ESA's Planck, which was launched in 2009 uh, to study the CMB in even greater detail. Scientists, you know, followed up those results by studying the very early inflation stages of the universe. And by giving more precise parameters on, say, atom density, the universe's lumpiness and other properties of the universe shortly after it was formed. Yeah, and it was said in 2013 that the data from the European Space Agency's Planck Space Telescope was released, which showed the highest precision picture of the CMB yet. And the scientists uncovered another mystery with this information, that the fluctuations in the CMB at large angular scales did not match the predictions. But Planck also confirmed that WMAP saw in terms of, say, a symmetry and the cold spot. But Planck's final data release was in 2018 uh, because the mission operated only between 2009 and 13. And it showed more proof that dark matter and dark energy, which are mysterious forces. Um, so these forces might be, you know, likely behind the acceleration of the universe. And it showed that these forces indeed do exist. And as of mid-2018, the scientists are still looking for the signal that showed a brief period of fast universe expansion shortly after the Big Bang. At that time, the universe was getting bigger at a rate faster than the speed of light. And if this happened, researchers suspect that this should be visible in the CMB through a form of polarization. Shweta, uh, when I saw the cosmic microwave background maps, all of the images were shaped in oval. Can you tell why the maps are shaped like ovals? That's a really weird question, but yes, it's important because the CMB is uh, shaped like an oval for the same reason that many maps of the world are shaped in terms of ovals, right? So you can't take a sphere and say make it flat without tearing it because a sphere is fatter in the middle than at the top and the bottom parts. So to see why this is true, you just peel an orange and say try to flatten it. Hmm, yeah, that makes sense. So I guess the only way you can accomplish this is by tearing the peel or distorting it. And I guess instead of tearing the map of CMB, it is depicted as an oval, which is the shape of with the latest angular distortion of the original sphere. So then what do the colors on the CMB map represent, right? I can see red, blue, yellow color. So what do they represent? That's a really good question. Although the temperature of, you know, CMB is almost completely uniform at 2.7 Kelvin, um, there are very tiny variations or, or also called as anistropies in the temperature on the order of 10 power minus 5 Kelvin, very tiny. But these variations of fluctuations appear on the map as cooler blue and warmer red patches. But what do these minute fluctuations mean, Amal? 
Yeah, so these anisotropies you mentioned in the temperature map correspond to areas of varying density fluctuations in the early universe. So eventually, gravity would draw the high density fluctuations into even denser and more pronounced ones. Wow, it's very cool that, you know, instruments are able to find such fluctuations, right? Yeah, true. Because even after billions of years, these little ripples in the early universe evolved through gravitational attraction into planets, stars, galaxies, and clusters of galaxies that we all know and see today. But um, so what is the future of this radiation? Yeah, so according to various cosmological theories, the universe may at some point cease expanding and begin reversing, culminating in a collapse followed by another Big Bang, which is also known as the Big Crunch theory. Oh yeah, because there's another scenario which is known as the Big Rip. The expansion of the universe will eventually lead to all matter and space-time itself being torn apart. Just imagine. Yeah, well, so, but, but you know, if neither of these scenarios is correct, and the universe continues to expand at an accelerating rate, the CMB will continue redshifting to the point where it is no longer detectable. So at this point, it will be overtaken by the first starlight ever created in the universe, and then by background radiation fields produced by processes that are assumed will take place in the future of the universe. Yeah. So guys, that's it for this week's episode. And this is Amin Mohan signing off with Shweta. So see you next week with more new content. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.